Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Hey guys. Wow, we were just laughing about something, weren't we, Ange? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we had a, we had an interesting title of today's podcast. <laughs> it's actually how to handle not being a perfect parent. But when you went up and wrote it, what did you write? <laughs> no, they don't need to know. I wrote how to handle not being pregnant. <laughs> Which you are pregnant. You're very pregnant. <laughs> Very pregnant, and I could. I had a hard time getting up for a second. <laughs> anyways, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So, w- welcome back to the podcast. Uh, we're not perfect parents, and no. I bet you you're listening because you agree already that you're not perfect parents. And so we got that out of the way, and now let's talk about how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we dive into talking about how to handle it we thought that we would share with you guys some some personal details an update we were gonna oh, give them an update it's been on the move about five months i think since we moved four and a half yeah four and a half months and uh it has been absolutely for us it's been exactly what we were supposed to do mm-hmm. um it, it's like we made that decision and it was kind of an abrupt decision um, but we've been thinking about it for but, a long time. Yeah. I mean, when God calls you to do something out of obedience, sometimes it looks very odd yeah. and countercultural to people at times, right? But I think a lot of people understood. God why, gave us very clear um, conviction and instruction. It felt just yeah. so clear. You need to move. And there was a whole bunch of reasons. And we gave the people and around us those reasons. And, and they were supportive of us. And, and we moved. And it's all those mm-hmm. things happened. All of them uh, were, um, so it's been great. We've been remodeling the house. You might have seen some of that on our social, but this Courageous Parenting Studio is coming along Mm -hmm. very nicely, and I know some of you have contributed to that, and Mm -hmm. we appreciate that. It's really helped us do it. We're doing all the labor ourselves. Some people Mm -hmm. have helped us, and- um, Yeah, okay. Can I just- I just want to give out a shout out to the people who have helped yeah. us because we have some friends, Bruce and Stacy, that have been coming over on a regular basis to help us out. And yeah. it's just really meant a lot to us. They taken our kids under their they're like their wings. Titus to behavior right there. They're they're like the great aunt and uncle, right? Because yeah. they're just yeah, they're awesome. So. And they kind of, I mean, I've known Bruce a long time. I met him at a coffee shop. We know each other from when we lived in Portland and business mm-hmm. stuff, but um you know, he just reached out and he was super interested in Idaho. And now they're, they moved here and uh, it's Lord great. willing, they might be a neighbor. A neighbor <laughs> so, of ours. So we're super yeah. excited about that. And what a, what a fun thing to journey together. So mm-hmm. uh, we've been meeting so many people. That's a question we get a lot. Well, what about community and things like that? Um, I think you need to do what God's telling you to do. And God will take care of community. He'll take care of he everything. Always does. So it's you don't true. you don't want to uh, make anything an idol, and you want to do whatever God's telling you to do. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, community. We have met so many amazing people. Some of you may be listening. Yeah, you. I mean, just <laughs> yes. really, just all around the board. So many oh, godly yeah. people. It seems like godly like, people are flocking here. The like-mindedness are um, is much more than where we 
I mean, in in Oregon, I'll just yeah. be honest. Um, obviously, a lot of you guys know about all the different the yeah. political stuff that has happened there. And you may go, oh, don't get into politics. But I'm just going to say, guess what? Politics are a reflection of the people and the people's convictions and beliefs and what they vote for. OK, so, yes, there is a mass majority of uh, that reflect what's happening there. And for the Christian, that can be difficult. Yeah. Actually, when you're in complete opposition to people that you are around. Now, we were really thankful for the community that we had when we were in Central Oregon, very oh, yeah. close to them, and we love them and still keep in touch with them. But we are loving being here. And it was such a good recalibration for our family, too. Um, sometimes that sometimes is healthy. That. Mm-hmm. And it's not that everything was easy. No. In fact, nothing... No big decision we ever make is easy. Mm-mm. Not easy in making it and not easy afterwards, the repercussions mm-hmm. of making it. So mm-hmm. you moving, it's a, a big family is a big deal. Mm-hmm. So it's been busy, but we're absolutely loving it. So let's dive into this. Okay. Um, are your kids a fruit of your parenting? That's the first point here. Yeah. So we thought that we would pose that as a question because I think that Well, there's a couple things that come to mind in this, right? So obviously, if you are not being a purposeful parent, if you're not being an intentional parent, you are going to reap what you sow. Mm -hmm. If you are a purposeful and intentional biblical parent, you are going to reap what you sow. But there's also an element that is outside of your hands. And I think that it's very important that we verbalize that and we actually concretely own that Um, because otherwise if your kids are being obedient like I remember when we had three kids there was a season where things just seemed I kind of had my schedule and my routine I was able to handle things I had good rhythms structure um, nap times were down bedtimes were down all the things we had our, our different times quiet time during the day craft time during the day we had all the things going on right and then Lo and behold, came our fourth. And that was, God used that baby to humble me. Mm-hmm. And I needed that. Yeah. I needed that. It was for my own sanctification. It was for my own good. For um, and, and there are a few verses that come to mind. So this is the thing is a lot of times parents will even ask us questions about, oh, I don't know if I should have another kid, right? Oh, I would oh, say I that don't was... know if I can handle yeah. another. And I, I, before you say that, I, I just think to myself... Well, yeah, you probably can't handle another, another, but that actually isn't the right question to be asking if you can handle another or not, because in our weakness, that's when God is strong, guys. And it's in our weakness that we grow the most and we have to rely on him and we become humble. So all of the, do you see how it's selfless, Mm -hmm. growth, humility, all these things are character qualities that God wants instilled in us, his children, just as Mm -hmm. we want those instilled in our children. But if we're too scared to do the brave things, whether that's moving or homeschooling or whatever it is, like it could be anything, right? It could be finding out that your kids are intolerant to certain eating issues and having to change your Mm -hmm. complete diet, right? Like that's a lot of work. There are a lot of things in parenting that are a lot of work. And and sometimes we choose to say no internally to find out because we're scared of the hard work. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say that it was important for me too, as a father to realize that I was more needed and, uh, Mm -hmm. it's sanctifying having more kids, more responsibility. And, Mm. um, and I just think that, you know, 
um, all these things are for good. It was a very tough time when you were on bed rest and so forth. Mm -hmm. I had to adjust things, but it was mm -hmm. very good for me too. Yeah. So I just want to share some a passage of scripture here. As always, you guys can go back and look at all of the verses all around. I think that there's a lot of um, richness in this, but we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9 right now. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Okay, you, you might be thinking, has this have to, anything to do with the fact that your kids are a fruit of your parenting or not. Well, this is the thing. God wants the glory and the credit. And if your kids have spiritual fruit in their life, mm -hmm. okay, while God may use you to influence your children and he wants to, it's the Holy Spirit that's doing the work in your kids. And we cannot boast about that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're asking this question. Are your kids a fruit of your parenting? Parenting? Well, yes, they are, but also no, they're not. It's, it's that they're a fruit of your parenting plus, right? It's actually starts with God and then it's plus your parenting. <laughs> and so, um, I just, I'm so humbled by that thought. Like there are times I've met parents. I've struggled with that at times where I'm like, I'm, I'm really proud of that kid. Right. No, mm -hmm. look at them, look at what they've created or look at what they've done. And, and I think about all the ways that maybe I invested in them or you invested in them. And it would be easy for us to take pride Mm -hmm. in those things. But in reality, it's God that's creating the discipline in the kid to get out there and to continue building those shelves or to keep doing their work or getting in the word of God. It's it's the Holy Spirit working in their life. I think it's a good balance. I mean, you have a massive influence on your mm -hmm. parent, on your kids, but to take all the credit would be wrong, but you definitely need to acknowledge your influence mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. because that keeps you going. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, make a difference, then why do it? Right. And we all know what the Bible says about parents and their responsibility that God put us in their, in our kids' lives to teach them and different things. We'll get into that in a yeah. few minutes, but, um, you know, there's another scripture that we wanted to share with you guys because the, the basic thought of, so we said, are your kids a fruit of your parenting? And the first verse that came to my mind was this fruit of the womb. Verse. Well, I love this verse, 127, Psalm 127, 3. Behold, children are heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb, <laughs> womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. And so, mm -hmm. uh, so powerful. Well, and when I think of this, uh, when, when we look at, you know, what is the womb? The womb is right here. I mean, I'm pregnant. I've got a baby in my womb. And obviously there's a physical nature to, to this, right? That God is declaring in here, your children yeah. are fruit of the womb, but they're, he's also saying they're a gift, they're a reward mm -hmm. from him. Um, and while a lot of people, it, this, this comes down to that question, do you believe that you create the kid or God does? You know, we've, we brought that up in other podcasts before and, and it goes back to that. And it's a reality of God designed your body to be able to partner with him in the process of bringing forth life. He created the process, mm -hmm. but he also closes wombs and open opens wombs. And he decides when children are going to be born in their generation. That's why we are pro-life, right? Mm -hmm. Like we believe there's an importance for every life. Um, but they are a reward on the physical sense, but also in the spiritual sense, because they're a heritage, which we find in scripture too. Yeah. And so this verse just kind of encapsulates that 
he is in control of it from the beginning also. So we have massive influence on our kids. Obviously, we're the God-authorized leaders mm-hmm. of our children. Uh, we are to equip them. Uh, it's super important. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not just about that, which is what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. It's also you by your faith. Mm-hmm. Your faith in God has a massive impact um, in your kids. And mm-hmm. obviously, their faith in God is when when God gets a hold of them and the Holy Spirit's involved, mm-hmm. that's when real transformation happens, and um, there's greater yeah. fruit in your parenting. Mm-hmm. But it's not just because of you; it's because the Holy Spirit is activated there, and so that's got to be the major focus. Truthfully, I mean, it's interesting. I I've heard from at different times, you know, oh, our children are a reflection of our parenting. And it's true. Yeah. But our parent, what is our parenting a reflection of? Mm-hmm. I think is the next question. So if you're, if your children are, if are there are reflections or fruits from parenting, and then there's also fruits from the Holy Spirit working in their life, right? There's both compilation into their life. Well, what is a fruit of your parenting? The fruit of your parenting is actually a culmination of many things. It can be your worldview impacts your parenting, right? So if you have a biblical worldview versus a secular worldview, and that also is a reflection of something, all of these things, if we were to keep asking, well, what's that a reflection of? It comes back to your faith. So truthfully, at the heart of all of this is a reflection of your faith and God. And yep. so, you know, while you, oh yeah, okay, I put in the hard work. Well, why are you doing that hard work? And why do you believe that work is worthy? Because yeah. of your faith in God and what the Bible has taught you, right? There's promises, right? That um, God is faithful, God is, mm-hmm. is powerful, and he loves your kids mm-hmm. and he loves you, but they have to make a choice. You know, they, the Holy Spirit's got to, they've got to respond to the Holy Spirit penetrating their heart. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that's going to happen at... Uh, whatever age it happens, uh, we hope it happens, but, and you can't save your kids, but there's Mm -hmm. a lot you can do. If you haven't listened to it, listen to our last podcast episode, Mm -hmm. interview with Ken Ham, CEO of Ark Encounter and Answers in Genesis, because, Mm -hmm. um, he makes just an unbelievably valid point that apologetics need to be taught. Mm -hmm. And if we can't, if we can't answer the questions about Genesis and all these things and, and deal with the Genesis three problem, which you'll have to go back to the podcast to listen to. Um, then you're they're going to find try and find those answers in the wrong places, mm-hmm. and so you have to be able to answer their questions. Mm-hmm. You make a massive difference, mm-hmm. and so. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's it, God's going to get a hold of your kids, hopefully, and, and mm-hmm. that that takes them to the right direction. Mm-hmm. But you have a big influence in that. Well, for sure, and you're the one that you're the first one with the most opportunity and the most influence yeah. to actually be able to expose them to the truth and to disciple them in the truth. What you do as a parent is the Great Commission. You guys have heard us talk about this over and over and over again. Um, this why we have courageous parenting is because discipleship in the home is really a foundational place. And if you're not doing that right, then what, what right do you have to be even discipling in the church is what the Bible says in Titus mm-hmm. one verse six through nine. It says, okay, if you desire to be an overseer or an elder there, you need to be able to manage your home first. Right. And so, and we'll, we'll read a different scripture about that. But, but the reality is that we as parents need to keep our first priorities first right? God, marriage, family, ministry. Yeah. 
in whatever else God has called us to. And our kids will see that and they're going to, they're watching you, right? Like we've talked about how kids mirror us, right? If we're expecting them to have emotional self-control and we're not, we're being a hypocrite. And so what is the title of the podcast? How to handle not being a perfect parent. We all make mistakes and we all sin. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations, or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's, let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. I think we should go into the next point, which is the difference between behavior and character, because Mm -hmm. uh, as we talk about this, uh, it's so important that you share candidly your mistakes mm-hmm. with your kids. It's just like in leadership. Mm-hmm. If you, as a leader, don't share what you just did wrong and people are watching mm-hmm. you to learn from you about how to do something in business or your kids are watching you to learn how to do something in mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same thing. You need to stop as a leader and you need to go, hey, I just made a mistake right there. Yeah. You don't want to do that. And I just want you to know, I'm going to work at not doing that myself because this is where that mistake Mm -hmm. leads to. And I don't want you to do that. If you don't stop and share that you're imperfect with your kids and you don't let them know your mistakes, that is like the, the colossal mistake. It's when parents are so insecure or leaders are so insecure that they think they need to appear to be perfect. Mm hmm is when they actually make the biggest mistake with their influence because now their kids um, eventually just think of their parents as hypocrites and don't listen to anything they're going to say because they know that you're not perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, this is actually one of the reasons why over the years we've always been very observant with people that we were under leadership of or fall like whatever, um, whether it's a pastor in a church or whatnot, we actually try to pay attention to what their relationships with their oldest kids are like. Um, which by the way, it's hard to do that if the oldest is like four, five, six, seven, because it's like you, you, they're 
They're yeah. just, they're very little children, right? right? But when you get to the teenage years, you can really see what's been cultivated in the family culture. You can see if they've been discipled, if they have a loving relationship, if there's forgiveness, if there's humility. You can see those traits mm-hmm. within the family. And if it's not in the family first, then you know it's not going to be in the greater relationship that you're going to have down the road with them. Mm. And so this is something that... There are times where we've gone, oh, well, we're not perfect, and we overlook some things. Mm-hmm. And now looking back, we're like, we, should, we shouldn't we should have overlooked that. Like, we should have brought that up, or we shouldn't have. Um, yeah. So I, I share this with you because this is a really important aspect of walking in fellowship with other people because the culture, the environment, the community that you're a part of has a huge impact on your kids also and will create fruits. It'll create bad fruit and good fruit in your kids as well based upon like who their peers are, what the other parents are like. Um, And so it's, it's important to choose those close friends well and you have to teach your kids how to choose those close friends well we've done podcasts on this and we go into this way more in depth in the courageous parenting mentor program but i just i just thought of this is yeah. why this is why this is so important when we're talking about close community now of course you want to be a witness yeah outside of that um and you practice hospitality with strangers and we do that however when it comes to like people that you really let in there has to be a like-mindedness of humility and loving Jesus. It's so important. You mentioned a little bit about uh, leaders mm-hmm. of a church, and this is really important in 1 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. Uh, this is a faithful saying. If a man desires the position of a bishop, a bishop means elder. By the way, even if you're not aspiring to be an elder or um, uh, or a, a leader in a church or something, we should all aspire for the characteristics, mm-hmm. right? The qualities. Of this, the yeah. qualities of this is super important. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a man desires the position of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop then must be blameless. So we should all want to be blameless. The husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. One who rules his own household well, having his children in submission with all reverence. Uh, For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Mm -hmm. And it goes on. So I think that is so important. We should all want Mm -hmm. those characteristics. And um, and we should be parents to our kids that have those things. Mm -hmm. And we should, we can't, if we don't get the house right, then we shouldn't be teaching outside of it i mean you guys i i just want to say i know a lot of you are trying to incorporate some kind of bible time family bible time teaching time something like that and we've gotten a lot of questions over the years um which we actually do engage with in the courageous parenting mentor program and in the facebook group a lot um on these kinds of questions during the q a's but people oftentimes go well do you read the whole bible to your kids or do you eliminate different parts and i think of scriptures like this where it's not this like overwhelmingly talking about sin where you are like oh i don't know if my kid knows about that or i don't want him mm-hmm. to hear about murder or i don't know if i want to you know what i mean um this is a scripture that i'll be honest i was raised in a christian home and as far as like first timothy and even titus they were taught in youth group but it was not something that was like taught by the parents where we're like looking at the scripture and going whoa okay so there's a responsibility 
in family government, mm-hmm. right? And and teaching that to your kids. And that's actually something I've been working on with our 10-year-old. We're going through this whole um, history uh, curriculum, and it's teaching about the four different governments. If you're interested in what that is, you can go listen to one of our podcasts on civil disobedience because we teach about the four different governments that God ordained. But th- these are things that we need to be teaching our kids. You should read First Timothy, with your children, you should talk to them about this, especially if you are an overseer or you are an elder or you're striving for that and go, guys, listen, I want you to know that I'm held to this accountability. Mm-hmm. Like this is a standard that I have to, we, we as a family live by not to put pressure on them, like the PKs and MKs, but to just have that conversation and go, listen, I view you. So you read this and you go, I view you as my first priority. And if I'm not able to earn the respect mm-hmm. in my home, then I have no business being doing this over here. And I'm willing to say no to this until we you, get this you right. You know what's cool is this doesn't say you need to be perfect. No. Nope. You need to never make a mistake. No. Nope. I don't read any of that. Uh-uh. No, no, no. It's how you handle the mistakes. It's how you handle your imperfections. Mm-hmm. It's admitting that we're fallen. Uh, that we make mistakes, we make errors, mm-hmm. being quick to admit those things and to reconcile with our kids and our wife and but, wives with their husbands. But that's where it starts, right? It's yeah. like starting in the home and going, like for us, for a long time, I remember when you were hesitant to go into ministry. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to share just for a second about why you didn't want pressure on the kids. Remember, we yeah. were like, we want to keep... We wanted to keep our family first and we didn't want them to feel a pressure that was unnecessary. And so they always knew... And they still know because we remind them that they come first. Well, ambition and, can get ahead of, ahead of the number one mission. And I just never wanted yep. that to happen because I've let that happen before in business. And I've seen that, uh, obviously, leaders in business, but also leaders in churches. Yeah. And uh, seems even more likely in churches for some reason mm-hmm. um, that the family gets foregone for what the elder pastor believes is a bigger priority Mm -hmm. and um there is no better more important priority than your family Mm -hmm. and your family's not don't make your family an idol we have a whole podcast on that yeah but it is important get that right and Mm -hmm. uh fruitfulness will flow out of that Mm -hmm. uh i think that's so so and when he says right he doesn't mean perfect you guys were trying to really balance that and make sure that you don't walk away going oh i have to have it all together like that's not it at all um we're trying to show you that the react that it's kind of a paradox in that the more you admit your faults and failures, the better character and fruit you're going to get from your kids. How ironic is that, yeah. right? Like, Because what do you want your kids to be? Do you want your kids to pretend to be perfect in their relationships? No way. So that they're always right. And even when they're wrong, they, 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 they keep standing and saying, I'm right. Uh, how are they going to do in their relationships? How are they going to get along in the world? And how are they going to glorify God with that kind mm-hmm. of like... I'm striving to be perfect. I think that's like a false religion. Mm-hmm. Um, the, re- the the real Christianity is that we are not perfect. Mm-hmm. That's why we need Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Well, so, and on that point, like I think that when we're talking about like how do you handle not being a perfect parent, recognize you're not perfect by looking at Jesus. The more you study his life, the more you become aware of your faults and the more repentant you become, the more reflective you become the more honest you become and the more that you do that in a verbal manner and even in a heart posture with your husband or what, you know, your spouse and your kids, your kids are going to see that and that is going to have massive impact on them. So you see how your faith impacts your parenting Mm -hmm. and what you do. 
which impacts the fruit that comes out of your kids. It's this, it's not, it's not an equation, you guys. It's a, this sows, and this is what you're going to reap when you sow this. Mm -hmm. And so, sow yourself in the word. Like this is the, the good seed. Your heart is the soil. You need to be sowing what God's word is in your own life. And then out of you will come discernment. God will, the Holy Spirit will give you discernment as you're parenting and you'll be humble to be able to say mm-hmm. when you're not doing things and your perspective of your kids changes. Can I, if there was another point that we added to this, I would say like, guess what? How to handle not being a perfect parent? It's because you don't have perfect kids and you never will because none of us are. So, so there's a difference between behavior and character. Behavior mm-hmm. is the short term. Long term is the character that's building. And so how you handle the behavior mm-hmm. of your kids is forging a long term character. Mm-hmm. If what you allow to go, if you allow bad behavior to continue Without it'll ever continu- talking about it, it'll continue this. to increase. Yeah. Now, God can get a hold of them, but it, it and, and transform them for sure. Mm-hmm. But don't you need coaches? Don't you need some people around you to hold you accountable in your life? Aren't you following certain Instagram Even handles to get encouragement? And books or, and listen yeah. to sermons to to keep on the right road. Well, you're doing that for your kids, and that behavior could very well mm-hmm. get worse and forge a bad character. So you want. Mm-hmm kids that have strong moral character mm-hmm. that stand up for truth that are willing to sacrifice comfort for what's right mm-hmm. I, it's interesting because um this is where it's not just your doing right it's also the word of god like isaac has shared his testimony before and how reading the bible is what saved what yeah. led you to Christ, right? And so do not underestimate the daily doing the Bible reading with your kids from the time that they're really little. Do not underestimate listening to the songs that have the Bible verses being repeated over and over again mm-hmm. because it's the word of God that transforms Amazing. people's minds and hearts. It renews your minds, right? And so it's not you doing it. It's God's word that's doing it. It's the Holy Spirit because this is... God in, uh, yeah. And so I, yeah. I, I just think that there's an important aspect of like, again, though, why are you doing this? Why would you as a parent even read your Bible to your kids daily? It's because that's a reflection of where your faith is at and the importance of the scriptures, right? Um, well, I've seen you do such a good job in staying the course. I know sometimes, you know, we can look at our kids' behavior and just be frustrated mm-hmm. and wonder if I'm capable of being a parent. And I have seen you be so good at staying the course. And so what's your encouragement for people with that? Well, I, you know, I've heard a lot of moms and and honestly, I've thought this myself many times. And, um, when you don't like conflict or you, you guys, you and Steve talked about this in your in the peacemaker podcast, because it's one of the most misunderstood beatitudes in scripture. Um, you got to go back and listen to the podcast Isaac did on uh, being a peacemaker and standing for truth mm-hmm. because it impacts parenting and, yeah. and it comes down to this, right? So I get a lot of moms messaging me saying, I don't know if I'm strong enough to parent this strong-willed child. Mm-hmm. And my response to them is I remember being that mom and thinking those exact same thoughts. And there are still times that I think to myself, is this a time to pick the battle or let the battle go. Mm-hmm. And you have to use discernment in that. And I don't always use good discernment still. And I've been doing this 21 mm-hmm. years. I make mistakes still. But the difference is if when you make a mistake, do you apologize for it? 
or do you just overlook it and sweep it under the rug? And that one thing alone makes a massive difference in what kind of relationship you're developing with your kids. Mm. And I've seen, I'll be honest, like, I don't know why this is, but in human nature, we have such a hard time saying I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. We have such a hard time saying I'm sorry. And it's pride. Mm -hmm. And I know that over the years, that's been a struggle for me. And I know that there have been different seasons that Isaac's walked through where God's Mm -hmm. really humbled him. But I would say in parenting, I see him choose the higher road of being just humble in that case. And he has a very close relationship with the kids because of that. And for me, I look at that and I'm challenged by that. So as iron sharpens iron, even in your marriage, you Mm -hmm. kind of pull each other both towards what's right over time. And I, I just want to encourage you though, that one of the things that God really spoke to me through his word was scripture that God was the one who created my child in my womb. Mm-hmm. We read that earlier in this podcast. It was his design. He chose to partner with me and Isaac mm-hmm. in bringing forth life. That's an mm-hmm. honor. That's a privilege. Mm-hmm. And I have to have faith that even in the times when I don't have the strength to go on or I feel like I can't continue being the consistent parent to that one strong-willed child that's so stubborn or whatever it is, in my weakness, he is strong if I am faithful to obey his word. Mm -hmm. And I had to get that as my mantra of I'm obeying God and I'm going to point my kids to God over and over again. Every time I have to correct them, every time I have to confront them on a sin, God doesn't want this character quality in you. God doesn't Mm -hmm. want you to be disrespectful. God doesn't want you to be um, dishonest or God doesn't, you know, like there are so many things that we behaviors that we come across as a parent, but we have to understand that the behavior is actually a symptom of a heart issue. And I say issue, but really it's sin. Behavior is either a reflection of sin, if it's bad behavior, or it's a reflection of a good seed that's been sown in their life. So here's the practical application of that. When you see the wrong behavior in your kids, you need to go step deeper than that and go, what does that mean? What does that say about their heart condition right now? Yeah. And do I want their heart condition to stay that way? And if the answer is no, then it might take a lot more time than your normal way you're disciplining. Mm-hmm. You might really need to look in them in the eyes. You might need to spend some quality time mm-hmm. with them. You might need to dig into scripture. You might need to start. It might take weeks, actually, of yeah. meeting with your child. Like, depending on the age of your kids, too. Like, I even think about, like, kids that are 8 to 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, the conversations that happen, I'm not talking about lecturing. Because that happens too. But I'm talking about the conversations that you have sometimes can be hours long over a period of time. If you were to add it all up of discipling them through, I am seeing this constantly coming up in your relationship with your brother or your relationship with your sister. Are you the parent that because you care so much about your child having godly character for the rest of their life, Mm -hmm. recognizing that they're developing habits today and that their behaviors over and over and over again create habits which impact their character, 
okay? If you understand that God chose you to be the one that is in the battle with them because you care about them and you're on their team and you want what's best for them, you're going to be willing to say, I'm not going to do the dishes in the laundry right now. I'm going to take them out for coffee. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do X, Y, Z. I'm not going to go to that baby shower because I need to spend more time with this kid that we just had a fight this morning. You're going to make those decisions over and over and over. And yes, it's tiring, but it's worth it. And that's how you see fruit. And again, yes, you're doing a work, but what was the first verse we read in Ephesians about not boasting? The reason why you're doing those things is because your faith And God has impressed upon your heart as a parent, you understanding that you're not perfect, that you need help, and that your kid is also not perfect, and they need help, and you're the help that God chose first. So it's making a greater priority on the heart condition of your kids versus what you want to do in the moment. Yeah. And just being willing to go, what's more, I've said this a hundred times, what's eternal? Mm Mm-hmm what is most important right now. And I, I honestly think that that, that is maybe where people who are in ministry get hung up is because they can see people over here in the ministry that have eternal issues. Mm-hmm. And then they see these minor eternal issues with their kids and they prioritize and they go, this is, this is emergency. And so they go over here and they deal with the emergency and they're always putting out fires in the emergencies in people's lives. And they're not tending to and cultivating the soil of their child's hearts over here. And then all of a sudden their kids are adults and they're not close. They're not walking with the Lord or they're, you know what I mean? And so we have to, and sometimes it's people that are in our missionaries in the business world. Right. So, so final point is since you are imperfect, admit your mistakes Mm -hmm. point to the perfect God. So admit when you're wrong, point to the perfect God, and don't expect your kids to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Remember, you have a lot more experience and time in life, and so the things your kids are dealing with may seem so, I can't believe they keep dealing with this thing. I can't believe this is a problem for them. And we forget how we were when we were at their age, perhaps, Mm -hmm. and we forget how much we've learned, how experience helps us, and how we've walked with God longer, Mm -hmm. and all these things. So we need to have some compassion towards where they're at, but we don't, compassion is also not leaving people where they're at. Mm -hmm. It's taking them to a better place. And so compassion for them, they'll help us how we respond Mm -hmm. to them, but then definitely dealing with it, handling it Mm -hmm. in a way that brings them up to a better place. Mm-hmm. So we have we have three last scriptures that we want to share with you guys. One is for the moms and one's for the dads. We'll mm. cover those first because I think that it's important. We've talked a lot about how God intervenes oh, in yeah. this podcast and how we can't take credit for things. But I think that it would be remiss of us if we didn't just give you some massive encouragement here. For the moms, I'll share. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, where um, it says... So therefore my, so in verse one, it says, therefore my, my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Mm -hmm. Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So he's talking to Timothy, Paul's talking to Timothy Mm -hmm. here and he's saying, Hey, I want you to be able to teach other people. But then he encourages him and says, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Isn't that what we want for our kids? Yeah. We want them to endure hardship as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And then verse five says, and also 
If anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake in the crops. And he continues on. This particular um, chapter, This there's also a point in here I was going to share with you guys. In chapter one, Paul actually originally starts out saying, hey, listen, Timothy, I thank God whom I've served with a pure conscience as conscience as my forefathers did, and without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded in you is in you also. So he starts out in in the in the first chapter talking about like, hey, this is where your faith came from. So moms, grandmas. You guys have a massive impact on your kids, but why? It's so that just like in chapter two, he's saying to Timothy, hey, I believe that you can teach other people. That's what we should, we should be equipping our children so that they can teach other people so that they can be a good soldier enduring hardships for Jesus Christ. Just think about who these people are real quick. We're talking about Timothy, who was directed by Paul and mentored by Paul to start the church and spread the church. And it spread like crazy. And Timothy went around, mm-hmm. uh, you know, encouraging elders, appointing elders. And it was, it, Paul was told him to do that. And who does Paul recognize uh, in Timothy's life for equipping him? Mom and grandma. That's right. I just think it's so fantastic. And the Bible is just all over mm-hmm. talking about uh, women in so many positive ways. I just, I, I think that's so important, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can... I uh, missed that. Uh, you shall teach in Deuteronomy uh, eleven nineteen. It says, you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up and you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates mm-hmm. that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land, which the Lord swore to your fathers to give them like the days of heavens above the earth. Mm-hmm. And so we are to teach the word of God to our kids mm-hmm. uh, day and night, write them on the doorposts mm-hmm. of your house, uh, the wisdom of, of the Lord. I mean, it is not this once in a while thing. It is not, mm-hmm. it, it needs to saturate your being fathers. Fathers making massive difference. Ken Ham talked about that in our last podcast episode too. It's just, it, we have such an indelible impact on our kids. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget that. I think today women are so uh, involved and so impactful on their kids. It's like they're so diligent in many cases, especially the courageous parenting listeners. And I'd say the guys are too, for sure. But I would say in some cases, uh, guys need to step up. In many cases, they are. Praise God. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. But in some cases, guys need to step up. You have a massive difference. And sometimes, guys, we can look at our wives and we can go, wow, they got this under control. Plus I have the burden of providing and I'm so busy with this and that and other thing. I didn't even share half the things that I'm concerned with that are challenging. And, you know, so I need to really tend to these things. And, you know, my wife's got this handled. I see her reading scriptures to her and she's better at it anyway. So I think we're all good. And our little rhythm that we've got going as a mm-hmm. family. No, your rhythm is broken. If you're not involved mm-hmm. in teaching your kids and scripture and raising them up, it's different it is amazing when the wife does it, and it's amazing when the mm-hmm. father does it, and when both do it is God's design. And so mm-hmm. you need to step up and do that. If you're not, if you are, my hat's off to you. Yeah, I think that it's important that we recognize that there is a need. Women, if you're if you're in a place where you're doing all of the spiritual discipleship in your home, 
I would just encourage you to encourage your husbands to be more involved. Ask them um, it, how if they would like to be. Um, you need to go out on a date night. You need to encourage your husbands. You need to bring up this topic. You guys need to talk about this. If the if it's not happening, if it's out of balance, mm-hmm. because the reality is, is there is a fruit that is being produced in your children, in your sons and your daughters, based upon the word. Mm-hmm. And how much it's being taught, and who it's predominantly being taught by, actually. And so um, I think that there is a need for both parents to be equally passionate about the Lord, right? Yeah. And that, again, your parenting, both of your parenting is a fruit of your faith. And so that's where it starts. And if you need mentoring, you got to find people that are in your local real life community that can actually pour into you in that kind of way. We want to end on this one very encouraging scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 28 and 29. It says, oh, well, actually we'll start in 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. Mm-hmm. If you feel like you're an imperfect parent, oh, look at this. God chose the foolish things, not the imperfect, he the foolish. The foolish things to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things that are mighty and the base things of this world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should gl- should glory in his presence. It's like the being biblical is very unpopular. And so it's going to look like foolishness to the world. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing things that make you look foolish, you might not be being biblical in your That's parenting. Right. And this, yeah, the last verse even says, but of him, you are in Christ Jesus. You are in Christ Jesus and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Isn't that it? Like when we realize we're not a perfect parent, that's this part of the sanctification process. It's God making us more righteous, making us more holy. That as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. That's what our kids need to see from us, that we so, glory in the Lord. Well, so glad you joined us. Yeah. Uh, go to Creative Parenting for all the show notes and extra things. Uh, we appreciate you sharing mm-hmm. on social media and helping yeah. the One Million Legacies movement. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.